Hey guys, welcome to episode 99 of A Wrestling Gal Podcast, providing you with a female perspective on all things wrestling. Join me, your host and wrestling enthusiast, Ella J. As today, I am joined by French elegance, Mila Smith. Now let's chat. Hello, everybody. Today I am joined by Mila Schmidt of France. So how are you doing today, girl? Hey, girl. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be with you today. I'm I'm fine. What about you? I'm doing pretty good, you know, amongst this uh, crazy year, you know? (laughs) Oh, my God. Tell me about it. It's insane. Actually, how did you stay occupied during this whole quarantine period earlier this year? I don't know what the situation is like in France, but how did you stay occupied? Oh my gosh, like the situation in France is just crazy. Like we got two lockdowns and uh, so many rules, so many restrictions, even to go out. And um, it's pretty awkward. Um, Let's say this is something you can't control. So I try to focus on things I control, like just, you know, I'm doing a lot of meditation, yoga, workouts. Um, I, you know, spend sometimes working on my promos and like other aspects of wrestling because obviously we can't be in the ring. So yeah. um, prepare our return the best way we can, you know. Now, I'm assuming the gyms were closed in France there too, right? For a while. Yeah, until the 20th of January. Wow. Now, have you been, have you had to get creative with your workouts then? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, um, like for the first quarantine, I wasn't really ready. Like, I didn't expect that amount of restrictions and the gyms will, will be closed that, that fast and, and everything. So I didn't have a lot of equipments and stuff. So, uh, yeah, I had to be creative. But now, like for the second lockdown, I've been a bit better prepared so I, mm-hmm. I bought some couple of things to um do better workouts and I complete them with yoga and you know it's it's I, I think it's it's also like we need to see it in a positive way like we in wrestling we uh our body are, are so damaged with the bumps with the shows and matches and everything and gyms every day um it's 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 a lot you know so it's also a good time, I think, for our bodies to heal and uh, just to work out differently and uh, listen to our bodies. So, yeah, let, let's just see in a positive way. Yeah, too, a good thing about this whole, like, quarantine thing is, like you said, you've been able to, to focus on promos, you know, write and get probably more comfortable in front of, like, a camera and all that for, for being away. So in, in you, you're actually forced to be creative, you know, and still put yourself over. So I think that's one positive to come out from this, at least from the people I've talked to. They've been forced to be more creative and put more work into their promos and, you know, stay in shape and because you don't have the conventional equipment you have with the gym and stuff unless you have a home gym. But that's the one positive, I think, coming out to this uh, quarantine with uh, everyone I've talked to this year so far. Yeah, 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 definitely. I think it's um when we are in wrestling, like a normal situation, we are like always on the road and, um you know, we have a couple of days at home to work on stuff and then go back on the road and then just 
uh, everything is going so fast, you know, and you don't really have time to uh, just have a break and focus on yourself, focus on other things like promos and stuff, because everything is going fast, faster and faster. Like every week is a new week. Every week is a new show and the new things to do. So it's a time to, um, I think, I think slow down a little bit and just, you know, uh, go back to the basics and just keep it working and yeah do some stuff you don't um have the time to do on yeah. normal life yeah absolutely you know something too fun about you is that I, you actually looked up to one of my favorite people victoria also known as lisa marie baron oh. growing up so can you tell me what drew you to her growing up and what about her lured you into this crazy thing called wrestling oh my gosh like she's such uh, a sweetheart mm-hmm. first of all um so I started basically watching wrestling when I was nine on TV and she has been one of the um, first women I saw. And like, you know, it was the divas era and um, yeah. all the women looked good and uh, they were sexy and everything. And, and, and for me, she was standing out because she was sexy. She was like a diva and everything. But as, at the same time, she was so charismatic, you know, she was badass and she was, uh, she had a different shape. She was uh, a fitness model and everything. Yeah. And she she was so many things and she was so inspiring. And um, she is the woman who definitely made me fall in love with wrestling. So I can say that nowadays, like, she she's one of the person who made me become the woman I am today, you know? Because, like, um, so since, since I saw that, those first shows and I start watching watching wrestling I knew I knew this, this is the thing I wanted to to do with my life you know yeah. I want to be a wrestler that's it I want to be like this woman I want I want to be on stage I want to fight I want to look like them and I want to be like like all of them you know and yeah for me she was standing out like she was one in a million she was that girl and yeah and like it's funny because nowadays, like with social networks and everything, like I, I managed to be in touch with her somehow, like on Instagram, like we start following each other and talking to each other. And um, she's such a sweetheart in yeah. life. She's, oh my God, I never met her like personally yeah. yet, unfortunately. Um, but like the the message we 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 shared and everything like she was so supportive and so sweet and oh my god like I, I really dream about meeting her one day she's great too so i don't know do you know of the thing that they're doing called god tv that she's doing yeah, I, yeah. I, I watch it sometimes, yeah. Yeah, so I'm, like, collaborating with them, so I am talk to Lisa on a regular basis, so I found that so cool that you're a big fan of her and that she has great experiences with other people as well. I was like, we got to talk about this, so shout out to you, Lisa. Thank you oh, yeah. for inspiring Mila to come into wrestling and for just being an awesome person. I, I had to talk about that. I was like, this is, like, perfect. Oh, my God, you're so lucky, girl. <laughs> I yeah, know. Dream match, like I know she retired from wrestling, but she's definitely like, if I can have like just a moment in yeah. the ring with her, it's just you know a dream come true. You never know. People say they're retired. No one's ever truly retired, though. You know, you never know. True, and I truly believe that she's still in shape and she, yeah. she's still in 
in shape, like she can just smash it at any time. So, yeah, let's see. <laughs> She's great. <laughs> now, I know you started out in amateur and Olympic wrestling prior to going pro, but I was wondering, is there a big difference in the type of training in amateur wrestling versus professional wrestling? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I would say like Olympic wrestling definitely helped me a lot. Um, to get into professional wrestling and a way to learn moves and to learn a lot of things in the ring. Um, but yeah, the, um, the daily, daily things are, are truly different. Like, first of all, uh, with professional wrestling, we're all, always on the road, like I said. And, um, so the, the rhythm is, is completely different. Um, in Olympic wrestling, I, I, I used to train, I, I was in the high level wrestling school. So I used to train like twice a day in wrestling mm. and gym workout and stuff, but I was uh, focusing more on Olympic wrestling trainings on the mat than working out at the gym. It was okay. just a, like something which is uh, which was a supplement, like a complement. It was completing my training, but it wasn't the, the main thing. Um, then even for the diet, like I used to do a lot of big dryouts. I used to cut like I don't know maybe eight kilos in five days for competitions and uh, national championships and stuff like that. So um, now I feel like in, it was really, really hard for my body. Like um, I have, have had a lot of damage on my body because of dry outs and everything. Um, now I feel like with professional wrestling, it's a bit easier for my diet. I just, you know, mm -hmm. have to watch what I eat and, you know, keep on training good and and everything but I, i'm more free to eat what i want like you know for christmas for example i can't eat with my family like yeah. a normal meal and this is something i i i never really have had the during the the years i was competing like i they were they were all eating like normal stuff for, for christmas and i was eating like salads and, and everything just because i had to cut my weight you know i yeah. had to be on competition next week so um so yeah a lot of things change. It's um, there's a lot of things which are which are the same, like kind of moves and stuff like that. But um, the daily life is is completely different. I bet. And when you were actually training though to go pro, as you transitioned to going pro, was there a particular wrestling move that was the most difficult for you to learn or grasp when you first like tried it out? Um, I would say like my wrestling style in pro is uh a melt between like Olympic wrestling because like obviously I keep a lot of Olympic wrestling because this is my background yeah. and uh, and it makes me stand out. Um, but um, so I'm more into uh, Japanese style, shoot style wrestling, um, strong style and stuff. Mm -hmm. So this was easier for me to learn th those kind of things because of Olympic wrestling. But then um, yeah, when I started. Um, I would say that the thing which was different and which was more complicated for me was all the, the moves and everything in the ropes, you know, high flying stuff. Yeah. I, I used to do like four years of gymnastic when I was a kid. So I yes. had like some big reps and everything. So I do, that's why I do like a, I can do a moonsault from the third rope or stuff like that. But it's um it's different, you know, high flying stuff or or pretty risky and pretty scary sometimes this so yeah this is the the part where where i had to to work even more 
Now, do you have a fear of heights? It, seemingly, if you're doing moonsaults, you probably don't. But do you? I don't necessarily have a fear of heights. Um, I would say, like, once I tried it once and, 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 it, and it did great, so I'll just keep on doing again and again. It's not a problem. I, I truly have a problem with, like, suicide dive, you know? Yeah. Most, because I, I'm always scared that my feet get stuck in the ropes and stuff. So this is a move you will never see me do. Like, <laughs> I will never do this. Like, legit. Like, I can do, like, a moonsault from the third rope. I can do, like, springboard or whatever. I can learn everything about this. Like, uh, no problem. But suicide dive, you will never see me do it. <laughs> Those you got to time, like, so perfectly, too, because you're running so fast and your adrenaline's probably running. And then you're trying to not get caught and go through the second rope. It's like you have to aim perfectly, you know? So, yeah, yeah, I can see that. I can see where it's kind of, like, intimidating because you got to coordinate everything so perfectly or it could go so wrong. So I get that. Yeah, and you never know who's catching you, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, if you could describe your wrestling character or gimmick in three words for perhaps the non-European audience, what would those three words be to describe your character? Um, Three words, Wow, I would be, I would say, um, contrast, elegance, and badass, because this is what my character, my character is about. Basically, this is like, um, like when I first started Olympic wrestling as a woman, it's always, you know, you have a lot of stereotypes, like cliches, like, yeah, you're going to be a man, you're not a no. woman anymore, and stuff like that. And that was one of the fear of my mom, to be honest. And so I just had to show everybody that I could stay a woman and wear makeup on and everything and still um, be a good wrestler. Um, so I, I think this is uh, one of the cliches I had to fight against for a couple of years. And this is something I wanted to bring in in pro in the pro scene just to show little girls that they can be elegant. They can be, you know, pretty. And they can also be badass in the ring. Like, you can do both, you know? You don't Cash. have to choose just because you're a woman. Yeah, be a boss bitch, guys. <laughs> That's it. Women empowerment. Exactly. Now, when you were first envisioning and crafting your wrestling character, did you always envision your character as this elegant badass you kind of are now? Or did you kind of have different or alternate plans when you were creating your character originally? Um, I wanted my character to be, um, a part of me. Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't want it to create, like, something completely new, which is not me at all. Yeah. And just playing and acting. Um, so, uh, I think it just came naturally. Like, I didn't want it to be just the badass Olympic wrestler with a cigarette and everything, like, enter yeah. into the cliche. Um, I know a lot of women do, like for MMA, for example, they have like great gimmicks with the MMA girl and everything, and it and it works. I mean, it's it's great. Um, but this is not something I, I wanted to do. I wanted to be like myself and to spread a message into my character as well for the little girls. I think it's important. 
That's especially too important. You know, like maybe you don't think about it consciously when you're going into wrestling, but you kind of are, you're in the spotlight. So you're kind of in that unique position to be like a role model and like an influential figure for little girls or, you know, anyone in general growing up. So that's really too, that you know that what audience you have and you're consciously thinking about like how you could impact these potential um, like little girls are the audience. So that's really, really cool that you consciously think about that and like present it into your character in a way that's positive, but also it brings like um, an intriguing element to your character that captivates the audience. So it's like all around. Yeah. I think it's important to, um, to care about, you know, the fans and what they want to see thing, but also like just to, um, I don't know what to say that. Like, I know, for example, like Victoria, she has been inspiring for me. And like, if one day I can just inspire, like even just one person, I will be the most happiest girl in the world. You know, like, as you said, under the spotlight and sometimes like we don't realize it, like the impact we can have on people. Like for myself, I don't. I don't call myself a superstar or whatever. I'm just, you know, I'm just doing wrestling. I love wrestling. And so I don't really realize, I don't have a setback and and realize if I can have an impact on on someone. But I think, like, if I can, I want it to be a positive one. So um, that's why, you know, I always try to think about a lot of things when I act, how I act in the ring and, and everything. Even staying on character, but just, you know, um, being a good role model as a woman for kids, mm-hmm. I think it's important. Absolutely. And yeah, I just, you know, when, when I see the stars they have in their eyes, it's just make me happy and I, I feel like I did my job well, you know. Oh, I love that. It's such a great, not that I like, have personal experience in that, but, you know, I've definitely had people growing up that like Mickey James is my inspiration. Um, So, and it's just crazy to see how much like wrestling can influence you growing up. And then now you're doing stuff in the wrestling business, whether you're an actual wrestler or, you know, I'm doing interviews and podcasting. It's crazy to see like everything come full circle. And then years later, you're actually in the business, the community. So, yeah. Full circle moment for wrestling, guys. Uh, it's it, you yeah. love to see it. That's it, and the world is so small, girl. Like, you know, there, there's some uh, a lot of people I, I used to see on TV in WWE when I was watching mm-hmm. um, when I was a kid and, and everything. And now, like nowadays, I am in the same locker room. I'm in the same um, on the same shows and everything. Yep. So just you know, just wow. <laughs> Sometimes. I don't, it just feels surreal, you know. I yep. don't, I don't really realize it sometimes. Just feel like if it's a dream, don't wake me up, please. <laughs> <laughs> no, I hate to switch gears here, but something I wanted to talk about is something that happened a few years ago was your knee injury. So, can you tell me more about that moment and how exactly you injured it? Yeah, sure. So, um, I injured my knee uh, in Olympic wrestling. Ah, okay. um, it was a year like a complex year for me because I was uh, in a university doing my personal training degree. Um, I, I was doing I was still doing like Olympic wrestling competitions in the high level, like national championships and everything. So I was doing a lot of dryouts like almost every month. Um, I was 
preparing a bikini contest at the same time, the same year. And like um, there was a week where like on, on Thursday I had like the um, national team uh, university championships in Olympic wrestling. So I had to cut my weight and everything. And then on Saturday I had the bikini contest. And like my metabolism was so low and so weak mm-hmm. that I didn't listen to my body. Like honestly, this, this is all, 100% my fault. And I just went back on training a couple of weeks and and still, you know, get back in, in that mat and get back get back in that normal training and everything. And just and I just smashed my knee, like just broke it. Like I was training with a guy and he. And he did a double leg takedown and like one of my legs just stay on the mat, stuck on the mat. And just like my knee just flexed on the wrong side. And I heard it like, you know, like breaking and my ligaments was gone. And so like it drove me to hospital and I didn't really realize how much damage it was. I just thought it was like an end or something like something. Okay. Because I've had like a couple of injuries by the past and it was, you know, I never really been careful about this. Um, so I thought it was just one like another. And um and the surgery told me, um, this is um big entors and everything. So I was like, okay, cool. So I can just go back like three in the next three or four months. And he said, No, you need the surgery. And I said, What? He said, Yeah, um, your ligament is completely broken. Like you have no ligaments left. Oh my god! And so at that moment, just my world just fell apart, you know, because I was just starting in professional wrestling. Like I just did a couple of seminars, mm-hmm. like and four matches, like legit nothing to be. <laughs> I was just starting, and like I just realized that uh, it would be long because he told mm-hmm. me like it will take you six months to get back to normal sports like running and everything then eight months to go back to olympic wrestling but you will probably never get back to the level you used to have and maybe you will never go back in the ring somehow like depends on your recovery and i was like there's no way no fucking way i don't go back in that ring like Wrestling has been my, my biggest motivation yeah. to get back on and to recover as fast as I could. And you see, like, it was very, very difficult for me, especially mentally, like, because I can't handle the pain. Like, I, I used to, to wrestle with pain, like, for, for years because Olympic wrestling is painful, right? Wrestling in general is, is mm-hmm. painful. But um, the mental pain and, and that was that was the struggle was real, you know? So, yeah, I was just lucky to have wrestling in my life that gave me motivation to um, not to quit and just to go back in that ring. And then beautiful things happened right after, so I'm happy about it. Was this your first major injury then? Like I said, I had a couple of injuries, like a lot of injuries, a lot of stuff, but broke my nose and everything but this was my surgery yeah I bet and to be out that long like it was almost a year if not a year right it was a year yeah yeah 
But before we talk about that thing that you were hinting at about what happened after you came back, can you tell me more about how did you prepare yourself for this comeback and what was the process like leading up to this comeback? Um, yeah, so uh, the first six, eight months, I was um, doing my recovery with the physical therapist team. So um, it's simply, you know, like healing stuff and a physical therapist and doing some workouts and just going on and on and start learning how to walk again, like and then how to run, how to jump or to do normal things that you don't really realize on your daily life because it's just normal to do it. But mm-hmm. then this is the time when you realize like, oh shit, yeah, this this is this is hard, right? It's like it's just normal to walk, you yeah. know? Like put your foot in front of another and just keep on walking. But then I had to learn that again, you know? And then mm-hmm. when I went back on the mat, I had to like the first training I, I have had like after after this recovery, I legit felt like I'd never been on a mat before. I felt like it was my first training ever. And I remember myself like doing like single leg stake down, double leg stake down, having feeling that pain in my knee and like crying because of the pain and just keep on going because it it was what I wanted to do, mm-hmm. you know, I had to do it and Yes, that was, um, I mean, I don't have any regrets, you know, it's just those things you get through or the, the things mm-hmm. that make you better, you know? What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. That's it. That's it. Now, two months after this comeback, you had this big tryout with WWE. So who do you think was the coolest person you met during this time? Oh, my gosh. This is, this is a hard question, actually, because the whole WWE team was, it was really great. It was awesome people and very supportive. Um, so they they basically knew I, I was uh, I was I've been injured before because you yeah. know you have to fill papers before going and you know have uh, medical tests to get clear by the doctors from WWE before training. So I had to to say everything and I was like, okay, just you know be honest because they will see it anyways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Um, so yeah, they, they knew I was injured, um, and then um, we just keep on training, and the the whole team was great. I mean, uh, everybody was supporting each other. The the coaches were there anytime to answer questions, to support you, to um, make you finish the training, and to help everyone. Um, I've learned a lot of things throughout this tryout uh, they focused a lot about the basics and everything and this is this is something great because sometimes you forget about working on your basics mm-hmm. with the time because you you just use to do the same you know road trips and to do shows and on and on and so there's some some stuff you can forget and they're very um precise on 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 basics and um yeah it was very very interesting um i think one of the most charismatic um trainers who was there was robert brookside yeah he was funny and like legit so funny he was joking around and he was he was bringing that cool atmosphere he was very cool um i mean 
all the coach was great. Like Matt Bloom is such a such a, a great coach. It's uh, obviously is you know he wants to make you improve and he wants to make you be better every mm -hmm. time. You know, you re they all really care about your improvements, and that's what I, I love. Like he's really hard on one hand. Like he can be like when you when you see him, you, you can be like hard, feel like he's hard, but um. But he's, he's um, how can I say that? He's, he's really very, I don't find the word. The word. He's very keen on, on making you progress. Yeah. No matter, no matter where you start, you know. And for Sarah's talk, she was, um, so, so the, the last day I couldn't do my match. I've had a match, but like my, um, following my surgery, I have some couple of, problems with my armstring because like mm -hmm. they took two tandems for my armstring to rebuild the new ligaments wow my, so i missed two tandems in my right hamstring so i have a couple of problems uh for several months um because of this and so i couldn't do my my match because my muscle was sore and everything mm -hmm. and she was uh she came and she just took me in her arms and you know tried to make me feel better and tell me uh, I did a great job and everything. She was very, very sweet. I'm good. You know, I'm glad too, especially in like biggest company in the world that there's still people, trainers who give such a great positive environment, you know, tough love too at times, you know, to mm -hmm. be sure that you can better and uh, determined to help you out. But I'm glad you had such a positive experience from that. From all the interviews I've listened to you, you seem to have a great positive experience, which is fantastic considering you were literally two months away from like two months out from your official comeback and still dealing with like a nagging injury you know still trying to recuperate that but I'm glad that you met some cool people and I know that that is one of your biggest dreams is to make it to the WWE so who do you think are some opponents from the current roster that you'd like to face someday oh wow yeah there's a lot of women like I mean um I know <laughs> a lot of great women um yeah let's Let's say Tony Storm, let's say mm -hmm. Io Shirai, uh, um, to say Rhea Replay, she's amazing. Say, uh, I like Kayla Ray, like, like a lot of girls, a lot of girls in, in WWE are fantastic, like Asuka, all the Japanese girls, just mm -hmm. crazy amazing. Um, I can't stop watching Japanese wrestling because it's just they are the best in the world, like, as simple as that, you know? Or I one know. of the best. No, I agree. And you've had some time in Japan, so you know firsthand, like, some of the experience with it. Io Shirai and Asuka are amazing. Io Shirai, is, I think, is my favorite women's wrestler right now because she, like, everything she does is just magic. So I totally have to agree with you on that. I'm curious to know, now you've traveled all throughout Europe and even Japan. So which country did you find yourself the most mesmerized or captivated by during your time there? Well, to learn wrestling... And to keep on improving, uh, I love training and performing in the UK and in Japan. They are my two um, favorite places to train in and to perform because, like, this is just because of the style of wrestling, you know, mm -hmm. like mostly because strong style and Japanese style is remembers me where I come from and uh, 
it's definitely where I can find myself in the ring, you know, by in my ring with the moves and everything. Now I have have had some great other experiences like Pakistan, for example. Yeah. It was magical, like it was legit mag- magical. Um, we have been visiting so many places. Uh, we have been treated like real superstars. It was crazy. Like people were just so welcoming and so happy to see us. We have been to an appointment with the governor, with the prime, prime minister, wow. with the you know. We have been to uh, to um, a fashion show. It was it was such a great week in in Pakistan. I will remember for the rest of my life. Definitely traveling the world and see different places, you know, mm-hmm. so it's interesting. I bet too. And it's probably like we talked about earlier. So surreal to like grow up and go all these places. So can you tell me about a time you've traveled and tried a new food for the first time? And what was it? So, wow. Um, so it was like my first real big trip um, abroad. Or oh, I mean, like overseas. It was after WWE tryout was Pakistan for one week. And um, it was funny story because we went to the hotel and there was a, a great restaurant with all kind of food. And I always like to try local food, you know, mm-hmm. because like it's the time to taste it. Yeah. And so I was asking, um, they were telling me, people were telling me, yeah, be careful because the, the food is spicy, you know. And I was like, okay, no problem. I like spicy food. Mm-hmm. So I went to the restaurant and I asked, like, I tried several things and everything seemed so spicy. Like, I, my, my mouth was burning as hell. So the next day I was trying to find the, the less spicy stuff and asking people, like, is it spicy? Is it spicy? And, like, Pac- Pakistan people were like, no, no, this is not spicy. This is sweet. It's okay. But, like, for them, it's not spicy, yeah. right? You, it is like oh my god! Like I remember sometimes coughing <laughs> because of the spices, and I was like, oh my god, how can they just eat this? I mean, it's it's good, but yeah. it's so it burns so much. That's so funny. I can't. I'm not a spicy person, but that has to be like not overwhelming. But yeah, I guess to like only have spicy stuff after spicy stuff, you know, like <laughs> it's yeah. Probably... yeah, you don't feel anything in your mouth yeah, after like numb. you don't. Feel... No. <laughs> oh, that's interesting though. But it, I bet you it built up your spice tolerance, if that's even a thing. Oh yeah, I can eat every spicy food I found in Europe now. I'm good. <laughs> so funny. Now switching gears to me, you have a, you exude such a high level of confidence that I aspire to have one day. So what do you think has been the key behind your confidence, or how did you get to this level? You think? Oh, wow. First of all, thank you for the compliment. Like, I don't realize I'm bringing that confidence on other people. Um, I don't know. Like, it's I'm just focused on, on what I have to do, you know. Like, when I'm at work, it's work time. So mm-hmm. I'm just in character and just focused on my match, focused on, on the crowd, and try to make people, people enjoy it the most. And... You know, you there are some times when you don't feel comfortable, you don't feel uh, confident. Like I'm not necessarily a confident person in in real, like or in general. But then it's wrestling, so you have to bring it, even if you're not comf- comfortable. 
at the moment you have to show that you are you know just at the moment you walked in and you go on stage it's not 100% you anymore you know it's the it's the character it's the you working it's the it's the time for wrestling mm-hmm. so just put your emotions and everything behind and look forward good words of wisdom here on a wrestling gal <laughs> <laughs> Now, lastly, is there a certain match stipulation that you'd like to tackle that you haven't yet? A match of stipulations? Mm-hmm. Um, wow, I mean, there's a lot of stipulations I, I saw, um, especially made by guys. So I'd like to see more women doing it. Like, you know, like, cages match, like... Uh, no disqualifications. Uh, maybe not hardcore because hardcore is another level. But uh, <laughs> no, no, no. This is not. I mean, if I have to do it, I will because it's my job. But there's some <laughs> other stuff cooler yeah. than that. I guess. Um, no, but like all the you know like letters, tab- tables, chairs, match, like all the stuff that guys do. I think it's it's time for us to do it as well because we are able to do it. And like, it's, it's good to see that on WWE, at least they're they're trying to bring more and more women into those kind of stipulations and just um, bring them into new, new uh, situations. And it's, um, it's good for the crowd to see this, you know, because they train as hard as the guys and are able to do as much things as the guys. So, yeah, it's time to to move on and to show the world that we are able to do this as well. Now, before I let you go, Mila, can you just tell the listeners where they can find you on all your social medias? Um, well, so I'm on Twitter and Instagram as Mila Smith. You can find me easily. And uh, yeah, Instagram is the one I, I use the most. So yeah, basically those two are the social networks I'm in. You can find me and find all my content about wrestling and my journey. So just enjoy. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for chatting with me today, Mila. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Like, just come back to me anytime. It was a pleasure.